I'm the real deal. Like the person you listen to on the podcast is the person that you see in the room when you meet me. So many people say, oh my God, you really are this high energy, (laughs) fun person that likes to hashtag. Podcast Junkies episode 33. And we're back with Sue B. Zimmerman. Sue and I met uh, a couple of months ago at Agents of Change. It's a one. It's a one day conference. It was in uh, Portland, Maine, and we had known each other through a mutual acquaintance. But only, um, actually, I, I had only heard of her because I heard her interviewed on Chris Rohn's show, and she didn't know me. But when I went over and I introduced myself and I said, uh, "I heard you on the show," we just hit it off right away. And it's funny sometimes when you meet someone for the first time and you hit it off, and you're like, "Wow, what's that all about?" I think it speaks to probably both personalities, the fact that we're both outgoing. Uh, she's just really sincere, genuine, fun, uh, kooky <laughs> person. And I could tell right away that uh, she was someone I wanted to get to know a little bit better. So we just chatted throughout the course of the day, and we vowed to stay in touch. And uh, I, I think I always knew in the back of my mind at some point I'd wanted to, wanted to bring her on the show. But since it's a, a targeted at podcasters... Um, I wasn't sure how to do that. I probably was thinking of doing a bonus show on social media. But the way that things work out, she ended up starting a podcast. And we uh, got to bring her on um, after a couple of back and forths. We managed to find a time that works. And we chatted about the fact that she's a serial entrepreneur. She's been, I think she's had uh, 14 different businesses. And her latest is Instagram. So it's in her blood. And she's always had the entrepreneurial spirit. And she's just really good at what she does. And and she's having a, a re- really uh, good time and a lot of success with this latest venture. She was um, on Creative Live. For those of you that don't know, that's a, a training uh, seminar. It's a, usually a one, one to three day program that you can watch live uh, on streaming online. And then later they, they sell the recording. And apparently it's one of the more popular Creative Live uh, seminars that she uh, she's put on. Which is no surprise when you get to hear her and hear what um, what fun she is and, and, and how just knowledgeable she is about uh, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. So I, I'm without further ado, I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, the conversation I had with Sue Zimmerman. This episode is brought to you by ProdConf. ProdConf is short for Productivity Conference. It's prdcnf.com, but I made the URL just a bit easier for you guys. It's go to downtownproductivity.com. And it's downtown because it's going to be in downtown Los Angeles at the JW Marriott, which is a really nice uh, location. And I I think it just speaks to the quality of the event. I think of it more as a one-day intensive. I've taken the concept of productivity and I've hand-selected these speakers who are really at the top of their game. Folks like Jordan Harbinger, uh, Natalie Sisson, and uh, Mike Vardy, and Jason Gaynard. And these these folks just really are successful in what they, their business is and, and the projects they're working on. And what I wanted to do is rather than just have it be an all-day session of tips and tricks, biohacks, productivity hacks, uh, things like that, I thought it's some, something that where we could take real-world examples of how um, using productivity as a touchstone, they were able um, to use some of those concepts to be more successful in what they do. So this is really uh, calling out to um, those entrepreneurs, self-starters, business leaders who 
are successful now and want to understand what are the tweaks I need to do to take my business or my career or you know my company to the next level. And I, and I think the collective intelligence of the folks that are going to be here on May 9th at ProdConf um, are going to really elevate your game and help you take your business and yourself to uh, the next level. So go to downtownproductivity.com for more details and register, sign up. There's also a mail list if you want more information about upcoming um, events or news as we get closer to the date. But I'm really looking forward to uh, hosting this event, and I think you're going to have a blast if you decide to attend. So on to our interview with Sue B. So we finally get to chat after figuring out that we wanted to uh, catch up and talk at Agents of Change which was uh, four months ago. Yeah, was that October? Yes, I it, know it was the fall. I know, right? I know, I know. We were in Maine, and I know that it was nice enough to be sitting outside in the grass. Exactly, <laughs> we were having an Instagram session on the grass. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, we're starting already. By the way, so great. <laughs> this is how this is how conversations this is how we go. Roll. Yeah, this is how we roll. What was interesting about when we met is that. I had known of you through Chris Cerrone, mutual friend Chris Cerrone. Shout out to Chris. Love Chris. And we talked because I saw you on the break and I was like, oh, I know Chris. But um, that was the first time we had met ever. And for whatever reason, like we clicked and I think we talked, we even talked about it there. We, we uh, at the lunch break, we were just hanging out on the grass outside. Um, but it's funny, like how you click with people and, um, you know, maybe we can talk about what we were talking about then, like how you have an, a connection with someone because they, they come across as real. Yeah, especially when the experience is awesome with the person that you both mutually know. Um, and with Chris Cerrone, I probably had one of my best podcast experiences with Chris because he has such a great radio voice and his interview with me was he had done so much background research on who I was in my entrepreneurial journey. He was able to circle around some of my businesses to questions and then reference things from my childhood. And he was just really brilliant at the way he conducted the podcast interview. And I, I've been on quite a few since then. And I always think of him in the spirit of like this amazing radio voice and guy that really just knows how to interview. That's funny because you said he he touched on your childhood. So it's almost, it was it must have, was it like a psychology session? No, because I started my first business when I was thirteen, and he knew that because he did so much background research, and because I was hand painting barrettes um, that you put in your hair, and we were talking about me teaching art classes and my hand painting my boxer shorts, and he just knew my whole journey. And I love that he had done due diligence and he wasn't just coming out with canned questions like a podcaster that asked the same guest all the same questions. And I can tell he really worked to do the interview. And I like that. So you said you've been on uh, interviews after the fact and you've had people on. Um, when people have you on, do they typically just focus on the fact that you're Instagram gal? Interesting question. Sometimes it's about being a female entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur. Um, my journey, people are really curious about my journey that led me to Instagram. So depending on who's interviewing me, I did this amazing interview with 
Bond Appetit. Do you know him no, from Australia? No. That's cool. Oh is, my that, is that his actual name? No, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> it's so, it's about, oh my God, it's just like bonding through eating okay. and on a podcast. And he's a, he's a cook, a chef. Cool. And because I have a degree in nutrition, there was a huge parallel to me talking about Instagram and food and me and nutrition and what I do personally to fuel myself and stay top of, of my game, um, with, with my food and, issues with food and it was really a fun interview um so i'm asked to speak on at least two to three a week and i really enjoy sharing my story stories and more importantly it helps me get so comfortable with speaking and now that i'm a paid speaker on stage i attribute a lot of my confidence and success on stage to these awesome interviews that i get to do on a regular basis is that something um, that's either picked up or new in terms of the speaking? And how have you taken to it? It's absolutely new. I first took to the stage at Social Media Marketing World 2014 in San Diego. I had a brand panel. I had uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I had Surfer Magazine and Simple Green Smoothies, all great Instagram accounts on my panel. And I moderated the panel and it went so well. And Michael Stelzner asked me back for another podcast interview on Social Media Examiner. And then he subsequently asked me to speak again this year, doing a brand panel and also taking the stage on my own. But since last year to this March, I've spoke, I've have been on probably 15 stages. And to be honest, I have not been a paid speaker until recently. It's not a career I set out to do. I didn't um, have any formal training, meaning Toastmasters or how to do public speaking. I did attend Brendan Bouchard's World Greatest Speaking Conference, which was very interesting and informative. But I didn't plan on being a speaker. But the power of the stage and your messaging with what you're so passionate about sharing is pretty freaking amazing when you can be in a room and command the attention of the people in the room or, you know, the attention of them listening while they're on their phone or their computer or they're on Twitter or Instagramming um, and really make a difference in their life has just motivated me to be doing more of these speaking um, gigs, as I call them, and traveling. I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I love networking. And every time I speak now, I make sure I connect with people I know in the area, which often happens through my Instagram relationships. Um, and it's so it's fun. It's it's so to, to answer your question quickly, it's I did not plan on being a speaker. It it happened organically through my online fame, if you want to call it that with teaching Instagram. Well, in the short time that I've known you, first of all, you are all over the country. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at my the Instagram account, um, you are like posing with one of your signs, your fun signs, and you're at this conference or that one. Um, yeah. And I think by virtue of that, and, and, you know, obviously part of it is attributed to your outgoing personality. Um, you probably have like this whole group of like, new friends that you didn't have at the beginning of the year. Oh, I always have new friends every day on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't just have friends now. I have like fans and stalkers and people that send me <laughs> gifts and presents and um, messages about how I've changed their lives and I've changed their income level. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is this is just awesome. You know, I, I've had 18 businesses. That's a lot of businesses. And I've had success in my businesses. And honestly, I've just have never experienced the emotional peace of making a difference in other people's lives and what that feels like. And that is success like no other success I've experienced, which is a really cool feeling. And I didn't, you know, people talk about this, or at least I've read it in books and I hear it on podcasts and I've heard it from other speakers. It's like, it's so great to help others and give to others and not just think of yourself. And la da 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 like yeah. like I've just heard that, but when that is real, when that shit is real, <laughs> and you have people telling you you have changed my life, that's powerful, and that's living for me, um, and leaving a legacy that I feel so good about. Is that something? Is that the first time that that's happened? So you have the eighteen businesses, and you talk about making a difference and impacting other people's lives, and people coming up to you and recognizing you, and um, really valuing what it is you're you're delivering because you're sincere. You're not pitching something. You're not hawking something on the corner. <laughs> I mean, you're, what you're selling is your your yeah. own personality, and that, and that comes through. So, is that? Um, and I'm not not to say that it hasn't happened with the previous ones, but is it is it something that stands out more with this latest go round? Yeah, so I've always been able to market myself with the businesses that I've had. I've had, and I'm not shy. I've never been shy about it. I've always been able to get published in the paper or in the magazine with the business that I had ever since I started my boxer short business, and so the fame. I want to call it fame. The getting noticed mm -hmm. and having people know who you are is nothing new to me. I've been on QVC and that was really wicked cool. <laughs> um, and it's to, you know, I'm putting my Boston twist on that. I don't say wicked when I talk, <laughs> but I just, I, I just really, um, enjoy what I'm doing now. In a different way. Before it was to make money to get something else, to contribute to the camp bill or um, the extra vacation or my daughters, I have three, want to go shopping, like not feel guilty about going to anthropology or Lululemon and buying them some of the things they want. So it was extra spending money for things that were not necessarily to pay bills or to change our lifestyle, mm -hmm. but to have those extra things. So, so that's kind of been the work I've had in my adult life. Now, obviously when I was graduated college and I started my boxer short business, age 22, did a million dollars my first year in sales. That was pretty cool. That was me just living with doing what I was passionate about. So I learned at a very young age kind of how to follow my passion and do what I love. And that might sound trite, but I have a degree in nutrition. So that didn't work out for me. And I liked hand painting clothing. And that's what I ended up doing to make money on a push cart in Virginia while I waitress to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> one thing led to another. I'm really nimble and I'm really, I, I, I see trends and opportunities before the rest of the world does. That's my gift. 
And that's always been my gift with my businesses. And, and, and I've always viewed them as success. And success hasn't always been measured in the amount of money that I'm making. It's doing what I love at a certain point in my life and being a role model to my daughters. But obviously, the money does dictate success to some extent. In this Instagram space, in the short time I've been teaching it, 18 months to two years now, it has been explosive, partly because when I first started teaching it, there was 130 million active users. And as of December 2014, there was 300 million active users and Instagram's projecting a billion in three years. I am at the right place at the right time, like like nobody's business. And so I want to ride this opportunity as much as, as long as I can. And with that comes the opportunity for me to help so many people around the globe because my audience is global. So interesting you say right place and right time because um, I, like to re- I, I like the saying that says uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And so you've positioned yourself by virtue of your natural curiosity, your personality, the fact that you've been an entrepreneur since you were 22 – um, all these things have, there, have come into play for you to be at the place you are right now to take advantage of what is just like an incredibly interesting time for online marketing. Absolutely. So the eight, the, the 17 businesses before this were foundations to where I am now. You know, eight years ago, I was on stage at QVC teaching scrapbookers how to use double-sided toupee tape to embellish their photos, their real photos. And I was on TV at one in the morning. We did so well. We sold so many of our treasure tape kits. You have no idea who's (laughs) up at one in the morning watching QVC. And this was when the scrapbook craze was huge. And I'm at heart, I'm an artist, I'm a crafter, I'm a creator. And so that was one of my businesses. I was teaching art classes. I had this great craft business, which, by the way, of all my businesses, this is the one that failed the most because we couldn't get a patent for the tape. However, I was on QVC, and it was a great learning experience. So that's what I take away from it. But fast forward eight years, I'm now teaching business owners all around the world how to embellish their digital photos on Instagram with third-party apps and the filters in Instagram. So it's really ironic that I'm doing this because photos are my most prized possessions in my life. Like, take my jewelry. Okay, maybe not my iPhone right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but but clothes, you know, like materialistic things. It's like my photos obviously are your memories to your heart. And so I'm just – I've always been the person putting together the scrapbook the photo album, per, enlarging photos, framing photos, looking at photos, marked, you know, just digital scrapbooking. And Instagram allows all of that instantly to be curated on your friggin' mobile device. <laughs> it's amazing. So was it something that when you first saw, I mean, this just makes sense. I mean, like if you look back at the things you were interested in, the fact that you're at heart an artist, um, yeah. and, and you have the business acumen, um, did did you did you realize when you saw it when you saw like when you picked it up and you had it on your phone and the first time someone put the told you about the app or you downloaded the app and and you saw what was possible? It, well, he, he, yeah. Did it click? I mean, did it click then? Oh yeah. So here's when it clicked. This is this is serious because anyone that has teenagers listening, take note to what they're doing. Like, how are they dressing? What are they saying? What are their mobile habits? So I have twins, teenagers. Okay, just let's start there. They are literally scrolling on their friggin' phone. Like not 
talking, not texting, and I'm looking like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> They're like, Mom, we're on Instagram. Don't get on it because we know you're going to start teaching it. Because I was teaching social media yeah. for the past six years. Yeah. And, and and they're like, okay, mom, I hate that you know Facebook and you tell, teach other moms how to do Facebook because now they know about all of our private groups and stuff. So I was like the mom that kind of knew what my kids were always up to of and course. how to figure it out. They hated that. So I embraced Instagram for my retail store on Cape Cod because I wanted a way to bring more traffic in the door at my store like every other small business owner. And... My, my, my sales increased 40% that summer. Wow. I'm like, oh my goodness, from a posting strategy, geotag strategy, empowering my seven employees, having a, you know, just, um, call to actions and knowing what to post. And again, this goes back to me being very visual and being able to relate to a photo easily. I'm the person that gets directions in the mail. I'm like, where are the friggin' diagrams? I cannot put this together. There's too many words. I need the pictures. Show me the pictures. Like, yes, I was the puzzle master. <laughs> I could put together a puzzle so fast. So, so with Instagram, it's all that and so much more. And I knew that it would be explosive for my business. And when I had that insane success, and then I went off to Brendan Bouchard's Experts Academy thinking, I'm going to teach retailers how to use social media so they can get more business. That's what I thought. That was the course I thought I was going to create. I left after four days knowing that the 800 people in the room didn't know how to heck to use Instagram. Mm -hmm. Everybody I was teaching during breaks how to do it. They were like uploading their beer, their hotel room, <laughs> the, po the pool, the palm trees. I'm like, this is not a place to just post stuff to post it. It's like you can use it for business. Really? How? And so I was the person teaching everyone I could at the conference how to do it. And then the last day of the conference, I sat next to Don Crother, who um, did some content creation with Jeff Walker. And he said, hi, I'm Don Crother. I teach social media. And I'm like, I'm Sue Zimmerman. I also teach social media. What's your favorite platform? I say Instagram. He says, I don't even know how to use Instagram. What the heck does it do? I said, <laughs> okay, let me show you. He's like, okay, you so need to be the Instagram expert. So that little, that little bug in my ear, light bulb going off, like tipping point moment, mm -hmm. you know, Malcolm Gladwell, like I'm like that to the max. I'm like, okay, I go home from California. I take my dog for a walk in the woods and I'm like, put the phone in the tree because that's how I know to do a video on my iPhone. And I, I have this great YouTube video. You can go watch it. You can link it in the show notes called yeah. I am the Instagram gal. And I declared back then, November 2013, that I was going to teach Instagram to the world. Maybe it was September. I forget. And here I am rocking it out 18 months later, having the best time of my life. That's a great story. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I love that. I, it's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> but again it just speaks to like your natural inclination to want to you're you're almost like a, a lifelong student right at, at heart oh for sure and i was not a good student in school i was the person that should have taken first grade over because i don't spell well to this day so when instagram recently said that they were going to change um you could edit the post i was like I am so glad because I always type words too fast or I make spelling errors. Everyone corrects me and that's totally fine. But, um, yeah, so I just, I, I, Instagram is just so meant for my brain. Have you been in contact with any of the folks at Instagram? 
No, but I have a feeling and inclination that they know who I am because I've taught two creative live courses and Twitter was blowing up at both of them. They were, Harry, they were six hours a day for three days, 18 hours of me on stage, live stream, streaming to the world, teaching Instagram for business and then how to sell more with Instagram. And both courses with Creative Live were bestsellers in their business Um courses in there you know they have different divisions so business and life division yeah and i'm going back again to do a third course i love being on stage at creative live it's so fun when's your next creative live course november 2015 and it's called connect your social media buttons it's not just about instagram it's about being completely consistent across multiple platforms and how one platform builds off of another you were cutting it out a little bit. What was that last part? So, and it's about connecting your social media buttons and how each platform is built off the other by being consistently branded. So, you're you're. It's almost a, a, a strategy or a way to tie Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's not just Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's everything. I'm going to have experts on from YouTube and probably Google Plus, LinkedIn. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, maybe. I'm, I'm going to have other guests on the show that are experts in their space. Pinterest. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. And it's we're really going to talk about cross-promoting, visual storytelling, how to use each platform efficiently, effectively for your business. Are you going to reach out to uh, our friend Amy on, for YouTube? She already said yes. Yesterday, okay, I met her yesterday. Okay, sexy, savvy, social. Friggin' love that little rock star. So, so here's the here's the thing. I gotta I gotta jump in there. We were at uh, Podcast Movement, and someone actually asked her, you know, what her, the name of her her company was, and they said the same thing you said as well. And she corrected them. She said, actually, it's savvy, sexy, social. And it was a guy. Oh, yeah. And it was a guy that was saying it. And, and she's cute. So people assume like the first one is sexy. So I just thought it was funny that you said it. You know, it's so funny that I did that by mistake because she said to me, Sue, it's in alphabetical order. I'm like, OK, my brain thinks sexy first because you're adorable yeah. and sexy and so funny. I love you. And you're going to be on my creative live show. She's like, I'm there. What are the dates? <laughs> she's so good. We did it. We did a YouTube interview yesterday about Instagram and I gave her three tips. So that's going to be on her YouTube show soon. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the both of you and I said, uh Oh, <laughs> something's going down. Something's going down <laughs> when Amy, uh, is, is in Sue's, uh, Instagram feed. Yeah. She was so happy that we connected. It was great because she spoke, she was the kickoff speaker. And then there was another speaker talking about, um, Gen Y, and then I spoke after that. So I was, a, so it was a nice build to Instagram, and and they had a great um, lineup. So you, um, I, I think you made a point also recently in your feed. Uh, you're you're pretty proud of the fact that your your daughters have now come around, and they're actually are they actually helping you with the business? Oh no, my daughters don't help me with the business. Okay. My two of my daughters have featured accounts on Instagram. Lila has an account called Fe, um, Fresh. Fit and you have to spell out and a n d fearless and she is doing phenomenal and she was on stage with me at Creative Live. She's eighteen. Wow. 
a freshman at University of Maryland and really passionate about eating healthy and eating clean. And since starting her account, she almost has 3,000 followers and she, I'm, I'm helping her build her account so that she can eventually do an ebook download. But there are people that are giving her free products hmm. to, um, to feature on the account. So I'm happy for her. And your other daughter? My other daughter, Amanda, um, she is 22 and a little bit um, in search of what to do next for her life. Um, so my husband and I have totally endorsed her the fact that she just quit her first job. Um, and she's going to four different cities. So she has a great blog called Dresses with Pocket, with Pockets, with an S. And her Instagram account is with dots in between in between it dresses dot with dot pockets and amanda has a hashtag four months x four cities and it's all about her really finding what she wants to do in her life it's like the journey of a 20 something exploring career interest Mm -hmm. so she's going to new york in february to work at volunteer at charter school. She's going to go to Austin, Texas to go to South by Southwest in March, hoping to volunteer there, get a ticket. And then she's going off to San Francisco and then Chicago in May. So it's self-exploratory, but at the same time, she has like a vision board and plans on exactly what she's going to do. And she really, you know, this is really interesting to me because a lot of my clients are in their forties and they're stuck and they're working with me as a coach. And Amanda hired a coach that works with 20 somethings. Mm-hmm. And the coach, the coach is real. Amanda's really enjoying the process of going through the intentions of this tour, if you want to call it this journey. And she's doing this in the spirit of self discovery because she doesn't want to just have a job and work. And hello, that's you and me. We, we love what we do. <laughs> yeah. But she, and usually 22 year olds are like, I'll take any job. I need to make money to pay for my loans. So Amanda has the luxury of not having to pay for her college loans because she didn't have any. And she has some money saved so she can do this. And I'm so excited for her. So I was saying, um, it's interesting because. We probably have friends that are have nothing to do with the space that we're in, nothing to do with online or internet or marketing or all that sort of stuff, but they're perfectly happy uh, being at this point in their life where things are relatively stable and you know you don't have to learn new things and they've got a good job and they don't feel like they, uh, they have a need to rock the boat. Um, and it's interesting when you meet more dynamic people who are literally hustling from the moment you meet them and you meet them six months later and they're just light years beyond where they were just six months ago. It's kind of interesting to put those groups of people side by side. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and on that note, I mean, you were, you know, you obviously jumped into the Instagram space and when we met, I think, uh, you know, I was telling you about the podcast and you were just sort of, um, figuring that space out and talking to some people who had podcasts and had been on some podcasts. So now, um, you've decided to at least dip your toe in the water, right? Yes. I have not launched it, but I've done five interviews and I did them as video interviews through call recorder side by side thinking I want to be different. I don't like to be like everybody else out there. And that if I could look the person in the eye 
and interview them and you could see the energy that that would be really cool. And then fast forward to being with Amy yesterday and a group of people that are like, oh, no, 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 no one's going to listen to or watch a 30 minute podcast interview like people are doing it on the move it's just audio so I'm rethinking my podcast it's called stake your claim and yes I do have audio clips from it but um, it's like a whole nother business as I'm sure you know and I also know that I don't want to be just pigeonholed in my space of being the Instagram expert because I'm so much more than that with all of my entrepreneurial experience and business experiences and life experiences and wisdom. Um, and, and so I wanted, I wanted the essence of this podcast to be, it's called stake your claim because I'm interviewing people who have literally staked their claim and owned it. And it's very niche specific and everyone I'm interviewing is so content with what they're doing, um, and not stuck or lost. And so it's pretty uplifting the interviews and, you know, I, I interviewed Peggy Fitzpatrick and I interviewed Chris Ducker. I'm sure you, you know Chris well. I don't know if you know Peggy, but she's phenomenal. Um, visual storytelling space. And um, so I'm just questioning how, what to do with this podcast that I'm planning on launching this year. In addition to finishing the book that I'm writing and um, we have a couple other projects in the mix. I'm creating this Insta Academy for people who are social media experts or marketers mm-hmm. where you can learn how to use Instagram for your clients as opposed to the end user. Um, and I'm creating that with um, Jen Herman, who's a phenomenal blogger and she's really versed with Instagram and she has an Android. She's an Android expert with Instagram and I only use the iPhone. So, yeah. um, so I'm collaborating with her on that project. So I have a lot of projects going on, but honestly this whole podcast space i i only listen to podcasts now i don't listen to the radio i listen when i'm working out i listen when i'm walking my dog because there's always something to learn and it's kind of crazy right yeah definitely um what so you talked about you may have mentioned it when you were going through the 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 uh challenges or the findings or the the your aha moments with your first um, foray into podcasting. Um, is there is there anything that, that was sort of surprised you or, or that you didn't expect or having only been on the interviewee side um, that things were different now that you're the interviewer? Yeah, so I like... I like interviewing because I, I take people on a journey of how they got to where they are and I think their story of of how they stake their claim from their previous life or business or experience is really interesting and intriguing and inspirational to people who are lost and curious and inspired by other people's success. Yeah, I think what's important is the fact that you're, you know, you've started recording your episodes and, you know, it's almost like you, it sounds like you're not happy with, um, you know, I feel like there's a sense of perfectionism inherent in 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 your in your traits and i think you want this to be um the the you know the the sue zimmerman podcast and you want i think you want to have um all aspects of your personality like you you want the sue you want people to have the sue zimmerman experience like you know like i had when i met you you know people can have that uh i think on a show um and i think 
the way you approach, you know, the way you approach your businesses, the way you approached uh, Instagram and all the other ventures you're working on your book right now. I think um, you're going to do the same thing with the podcast. And, and you're, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you start doing things differently than you know we've seen before with podcasts. Yeah, that's my that's my Subi Zimmerman way. I'm so not a conformer or a groupie. I like to stand out, as you know, with my hashtag signs. I like to be different. <laughs> I like to walk into the room and get noticed and have fun with people. Um, it's just it's part of me. It's nothing more than just be me being authentic and making a mark and being memorable. Um, and it's that it's that being memorable that I think has really helped along with my success in this Instagram space. So is, you know, you're saying like you'll, to walk into a room and be memorable. And, yeah. and, and, you know, we all have that moment when we were kids, um, you know, where we do a performance or we try to put on a play or we reenact some uh, video that we saw. Was, was it the same for you? Like, did you... You like- no, no, no. I was not the girl on stage. I was not reenacting. I was not. The, I was a jock. I was like an athlete. Okay. I was not in the drama space. Um, but I always at school, I set trends. I didn't copy like I was wearing Timberlane boots before all the other chicks were wearing them. I was I had clogs, if you even know what those are. Um, I just I was I dressed in a way that was a little bit different than everyone else, even though I lived in Andover, Massachusetts and, <laughs> and Lacoste, I, Lacoste shirts was like what everyone wore. I definitely had corduroys and Lacoste shirts, but I'd mix it up. So I, I didn't like to be like everyone else. I always wanted to put my personal spin on, on being different. And I think that's how I am in Instagram and in everything I do with my business. Can you remember, um, you know how I, I think they say memories of for children start at like uh, three or something like that. But can you remember like a moment when you went out of your way like to demonstrate your uniqueness? Yeah. So I heard a moment when I went out of my way to demonstrate my uniqueness in my business or no, you're personally personally. Uh, yeah, I was a tomboy. Um, I was the person wearing boys' clothes when I was thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to be different. Like I, my mom, like I wanted to go shopping in the boys department and wear like the jock clothes. So, um, <laughs> that was unique and different and you know, it was totally acceptable, but yeah, I just, because I'm so creative, I, I see, I see things in this world quicker and faster than a lot of people that I'm with. I notice every detail about every person I meet, what they're wearing, hmm. um, the fashion that they're wearing, the shoes, their socks, their belt. I just, I just notice everything very, very quickly. And with that just comes like a creative mindset about my experience in the room and knowing I can see who the players are in a room at a conference just based on their body language and how they're interacting and if they're smiling and happy and, and, you know, just nice to connect to. So I know how to engage with the right people in the room. And I think that's what happened to us at Agents of Change. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it was it was kind of crazy because like, um, I feel like we've known each other for like a long time. And it's, uh, it's weird. We probably met in a previous life. Yeah. Well, I, I have that impact on people on a regular basis. And, and I think it's just, it's because who I am and, and it, it, it's who I am with confidence. And I think a lot of people lack that and put on a different persona to fit in, to be accepted that that's never been who I am. 
It sounds like you've been that way for your whole life. Pretty much. I was definitely a conformist as a young teenager. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, let's face it. You want to fit in and, and be like everyone else at some point of your life. But the older I get, I got, the more successful I got in my own space, meaning doing what I loved and you know, having this, I don't give a shit what you think about me because this is who I am. And if you don't like it, that's totally cool. Then yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. Some people aren't okay with that. They take offense to it. I don't. I'm, I'm fine with, you know, everyone has their right to their opinion and you're not going to gel with everybody. It's a shame people don't take advantage of the fact that when they go on these conferences, they're in another state. They're out of like their element. And, and you know, they probably, a lot of people there, you know, they have no idea who they are. So why not use that use that opportunity to almost create a persona for yourself and see how you try, you know, put on the suit of like, I'm the sociable person. And, you know, my old friends aren't there to say, hey, no, you're not. You can kind of be the person that you want to be there and take advantage of the investment you're making in these conferences. Yes. And that's exactly what I do every time. And, and I think because I have the confidence to do, you know, to, to get to rally people together to take pictures to post them on Instagram, tweet them out, it, it becomes fun. And I think that people just really want to have fun when they go places. It's not just work. You want to have a memorable, fun experience. And I, I think of that, like that matters to me. And I like that you felt that way. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Well, I mean, at the very least, you're there bringing it out of people because um, because of all the props and, and, and the way you just get people to relax a bit and not, you know, be so in their head sometimes. Right. And take life so freaking seriously. I mean, like, let's chill. We're just taking a selfie or a picture on Instagram. <laughs> it's fun. I yeah. think, yeah, no, I, I think you are, you're, you're, you were created, you were made for this, uh, yeah. the, the job you have. I was, I was, I was interested in the fact that you said, you know, you've always been creative and, um, I imagine your, your parents supported that. I think what, What's interesting, as I've talked to other people on the show previously about um, the challenges with like the current schooling system and how it doesn't foster any creativity and how like when kids are expressing emotion and expressing creativity when they're younger, a lot of times there comes a point when it gets stifled, right? So, you know, what can we do and what have you done or, or what are your thoughts around that um, so that the new generation of, of, of uh of kids coming up and, and I'm sure none of them lack for, for confidence, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, what I love about the new generation of kids coming up is they're so comfortable on video. They're so comfortable with their phones and when they're on Skype, they don't, you know, they're not intimidated by any kind of interview or speaking because they're literally on video chat, hanging out, doing homework, talking, interacting online and they're so comfortable with their phone it's like an extension of who they are and how they connect with other people and it, it's interesting to me it's it's women you know my, my target market is mostly women so i'm saying women um 35 and older are just so concerned about how they look and is someone going to think differently of them because they you know don't every hair is not in place or their makeup's not on. And, you know, it's just like be who you are and just get your stuff out there. And it doesn't have to be perfect. As long as your content and your messaging is real and authentic and gives value, people want to see it and hear it. Uh, I agree uh, a thousand percent there. So that's very cool that you, you bring that out. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, we tend to think like, uh, or, or, or about the impact we have on people's lives. 
and I'm sure because of the feedback you're getting and the comments you're getting, that you get to see that and experience that on, on a firsthand basis, that people are like talking about the, how you've changed their perception um, or their business or anything else for that matter. Yeah, I mean, what a, I mean, this is a, this is a pivotal point to wrap, you know, to, to, to kind of bring this all full circle. That's it, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's expressing who you are authentically and feeling confident about it and not caring what other people think and having, you know, just having the ability to put yourself out there. And you are a little bit vulnerable when you do that, but it feels so good. When you get people connecting to you, engaging with you, and um, and, val- and validating what you do, because at the end of the day, I mean, that's what everyone wants is to feel validated in in their work and to to give value to others that appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there's a lot there, and it's, it's a lot to think about. And and you know, you would think like if. <laughs> Like if people were like jumping into the middle of this conversation, you know, they they may not even realize that we're talking about like a, a social media platform, but I like know. a lot, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of those lessons are really applicable to in life. like to into life. life. You know, right. it's not just like how to be better, like with social media or with your public speaking or your confidence. Like, uh, and I think what's what's interesting now, uh, what you alluded to, is the fact that all of these skill sets translate into the real world uh, very easily. Absolutely, and and I really want to end with this point of like, I'm the real deal. Like the person you listen to on the podcast is the person that you see in the room when you meet me. So many people say, Oh my God, you really are this high energy, (laughs) fun person that likes to hashtag. I'm like, who else would I be? (laughs) Cause a lot of people hide behind their computer or behind their Instagram profile, living vicariously or posting vicariously through other people's lives. And that's so that's like, that's, that's so foreign to me. I think it's just, I think the message here over and out just is to really be authentically you with confidence and you attract those that love that about you and the ones that you don't attract or connect to, that's okay. Yeah, I love talking to people who are real. Like I, my hashtag when I post my interviews is hashtag real talk because I love people that are genuine that, you know, just curse every now and then or just, you know, not not worried about sounding perfect on, on, uh, on an interview. Um, and you know, just don't, don't, don't try to perfect this image that, uh, like everything is just like perfect and not a hair out of place because that's not real life. Right. Exactly. And this interview is a testament to that, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, so, so what has got you excited about, I mean, I, you know, normally you would ask this question and be like, oh, what's got you excited over the next three to five years? But I think stuff is changing so fast. It just blows my mind. And like, even my 2014 versus my 2015, I, like the things I have lined up, it's just, I couldn't have even thought that this stuff was going to happen a year ago. So, I mean, from your perspective, what has got you excited, like even for the next six months? Yeah, let's even shorten that because to your point, things happen so friggin' fast. For me, it's doing affiliate webinars and being a webinar, a webinar ninja. I, webinars are a completely different animal than a podcast interview or being on stage. And I'm mastering webinars. I did one earlier today with Steve Dotto, who is mm-hmm. amazing. If you don't know Steve Dotto, he's yeah. great. He's amazing. He's a good friend of mine. So, I reached a whole new audience of 500 people um, that signed up and 100 were on live and we converted nicely. And it's so cool that you can do webinars on the internet in a hotel room and 
you know, sell your course. And I, I love that because I'm reaching more people. So mastering webinars and really understanding the psychology of how to do the webinar flow is is in my lineup along with my book, Get Your Hashtag On, speaking on multiple stages and creating the Insta Academy course. And, you know, I hear that you should only be working on three projects. That That's what I'm focusing on. You want to ask okay. me what I'm focusing on? Is focusing on three things at a time instead of 50. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I was, um, I'm working, I'm actually working on three things too. I've got the podcast. I've got uh, like an ebook about uh, my first year of podcasting coming out. And then I'm working on the productivity conference. So at times I think like I'm completely frazzled, but I, I just jump from project to project and it sort of like keeps me engaged from a creative standpoint, because if something, if I'm working on something for too long, then I feel like my creativity stagnates a bit. I am just like you. That is my ADD brain for sure. <laughs> I have to be like doing a couple things at once. So we, we're like connected in that way. Very cool. So, Sue, thank, um, when this in, when this interview comes out, it's going to sound like absolutely perfect, and people won't won't even realize the technical difficulty. <laughs> I love it. Love we it. had from a Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi connection. I think uh, we're both in like remote locations, um, but I think as a testament to our uh, f- the the fantastic work that our editors do, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, they're going to make this sound amazing, so that. Uh, your message comes through loud and clear. Awesome. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So let me give your listeners a challenge. So anyone that is on Instagram, I would love for you to come on over and follow me at Subi Zimmerman at the Instagram expert. And, you know, I'm hoping Harry, that you're going to do some graphics for this, that people can share over there and connect with us um, on Instagram. But I always tell people to take a selfie and use the hashtag Sue B made me do it. And you get curated in that hashtag hub on Instagram with everyone else. Yep. Everyone else that took a selfie because I told them to. <laughs> <laughs> You're always, I hate to say hustling because it's such a, you know, like almost like an overused term, but I think it applies in this context. I totally am. so what's um you've got like a three i think three at last count instagram accounts and then you're online as well so oh i have six instagram accounts (laughs) (laughs) yeah just in case i didn't have enough to do um they all serve a different purpose and um yeah i got the instagram expert i got the dot daily dot ig my team decided that everyone wants to know what we're doing behind the scenes so we have s b z team, which is really cool. It's all my employees and the behind the scenes of running my business. So that's a fun account. They, they, they crack me up. They're all in their 20s. So of course, this is like another project for them, not me. And um, I've got my store, Subidoo Cape Cod, and the Insta Dash Academy. So I've got a lot of Instagram accounts. And then uh, how about uh, online? Online, SubiZimmerman.com. On Twitter, the same. I've got a great YouTube channel with Instagram playlist and SlideShare.net, Subi Zimmerman, if you want to learn more about Instagram or social media, for that matter. The hardest working woman in social media, (laughs) (laughs) I think. (laughs) I got a team. I got a team. It makes a difference. (laughs) 
uh, thank God for teams, right? Yes, yes. I would not be nearly as successful without my team. I have to say that over and over again. Like, I give them credit all the time. All right. So, big hug. Uh, hope to catch up with you live, IRL, as uh, the kitties say, right? Yes, and we will, for sure. Yes. No, I sure. We'll, uh, we'll figure something out and uh, for 2015. Um, but thanks so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you.